How's everybody doing? Awesome, awesome. See, everybody had a good service on Sunday. James did a phenomenal job with God's consideration. Yeah. It's awesome. It's real, real uh, fitting. Pretty fitting. Thought, uh, you know, um, thought somebody's got to carry him off the platform, all that energy running through him. So, but it was good. It was awesome. It was good. It's a wonderful thing to uh, uh, see a man of God that gets it. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into the word today. We've been talking about uh, living in the loophole, living in the loophole. And I, I gave you guys this uh, this quote by last name was Flannery. Didn't write the first name down for some reason. Uh, but it says the uh, the truth does not change according to your ability to stomach it. The truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. And sometimes we we determine whether we want to receive the truth, whether we, whether we want to speak the truth. Um, uh, according to maybe the circumstances or if we think we can handle it or not. But the truth is not designed to adjust itself uh, to convenience us. <laughs> hey, Marcus, give me a little more too, please. Um, and, and, and I gave you this. We ended with this last week, so I just want to make sure I give you this. Most people are willing to stay with you all the way to the bottom, but rarely can many stay with you all the way to the top. You know, so so very few people can can lock in, and we're going to talk about uh, winning together in a relationship boot camp, and how to navigate relationships. And you know, if uh, we find our place in total agreement, we're just going to start really just talking about relationships in general. We have some people coming in; they may get into some specifics, whether it's marriage, this, that, and the other. But I think it's important if we hit the aspects of relationships as a whole, uh, it's going to cover marriage and everything else. It's going to cover the waiting. It's going to cover the dating. It's going to cover the disasters. Or it's, uh, what, what, what time you call it? Garbage relationships. You know, that, that, that the, uh, the emails you send out, whether you have a garbage relationship, a good relationship. So to cover all those particular things, some of these um, getting into these funky business relationships, thinking that the rules don't apply when you get uh, in business with people, the same rules apply. Like you're, you're, you're starting a marriage, you know, so you might want to know what that person's about because now as soon as you lock up with them, what they're exposed to, you're now exposed to. All right. So I just thought I slipped that in there, you know, for our business folk out there, right? Friendships too, right? Right. You know, you're connected to, to what they connected to. All right, so, and you'll find out that rarely people are willing to stay with you all the way to the top. So that lady right there uh, has stayed with me all the way. We haven't gotten to the top yet, but, you know, <laughs> you know we're, you know, I don't know where we are. I don't know we're halfway there or wherever, but, but it's been 30 years uh, come this August of marriage, 31 years of knowing each other since October 18th, uh, 1992, and she still still standing, still smiling, and still in there. So that's rare because now you gotta you gotta get through to what the I can't stand you stage. Uh, who do you think you are stage? And 
You ain't trying to tell me what to do. You're trying to control me stage. Uh, what are you doing stage? You know, that's a big one, right? Like, are you serious stage? Um, and then, like, believing, you know, when, you, when vision is cast and things of that nature, really believing through it, like, is this guy serious? So, but look, she's still sitting there with a genuine smile because you know there's plastic smiles too, right? So she's still sitting there with a genuine smile, right? All right, so, and this is the thing. Some people, they'll lock in on you, and like we said, they'll, they'll stay with you on the way down. They won't stay with you on the way up, so they'll offer you loopholes to slow you down. So they'll offer you loopholes. So as people, people attach themselves because they're attracted to your brilliance or your shine or your opportunity, but then as you start to go to depths or heights, we'll say, beyond their reach, they'll offer you loopholes. You know, no, 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 I'm not ready for that yet. Slow down. No, 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 you don't need to commit at that level yet because I'm not ready to commit at that level. Now, you don't need to cut that out of your life because I'm not ready to cut that out of my life. So they'll offer you, offer you loopholes um, to convenience their compromise. You ever been there? You notice I said, I said been there to be nice. Some people are there. <laughs> I just said, have you ever been there? And Kalina, we did hear you. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, so just let y'all people online. We want y'all all together. That was Kalina Riley. She's on this side, the praise team, probably like in this position with the green mic. Okay, that was her. <laughs> all right, so just so y'all know who's who. You know, we want y'all to be a part of the, the, the flow here. All right. And so, so, so the thing is, as I was meditating through this, the Lord was showing me, you know, I've shared this before. I, I found out and I really discovered in life there are many sparrow mentalities, you know, just plucking at our wings until they can't um, take the altitude that we're on. You know, so they'll be nagging, they'll be picking, they'll, you know, uh, just harassing. You know, and sometimes we'll, we'll stop and try to, remove their, uh, uh, their irritations. That's not what our job is. Our job is to go to another level. You know, you'll see who's really on, on your team. <laughs> keep going. Keep growing in God. You'll see who really, really, you know, all these, that's my best friend. Is your best friend because you don't discuss the elephants in the room? Because your best friend, you can tell the truth, right? Love, right? Right? We family. Are they? Can you tell the truth of love? Or your only family if you do not discuss the elephants in the room, right? And so we've been trained. Pastor Mel was saying this, and we was as we was driving, she was really, it was she was really fired up about this. She was like, we've been trained to live in loopholes, right? And she was like, babe, think about divorce, you know, how to get around taxes, you know, because you know, as a married person, you can file what uh, married but separate. And they'll give you, you get more money back. What'd you say? Injured spouse, all types of stuff. But, but we stopped filing uh, married, you know, you know, when we was young and broke. Uh, we was like, well, you know, babe, if we file married but separate, you know, we can get uh, more money. I, it just it vexed me after I did it. I don't know, I might have did it once, twice, I don't know. But I was like, we can't do that. We just, we just get less money. But I can't be following married, but separate. I'm not separate. I'm, I'm, I'm in harmony. So we didn't take that loophole, right? Uh, 
you know, anything to avoid punishment. You know, uh, my wife was talking about how they've, what is it now? Was it emancipation? Yeah, that's a loophole, right? So, so like, where are you going? Okay, so, so you, you declare emancipation. Where are you going? You don't get rid of your parents, right? They're your parents forever. Like, I mean, I guess you could go somewhere, but they'll find you. Well, they don't have to find you. You know, you're going to end up coming back. <laughs> you realize, oh, it's serious out here. Toilet paper costs money. Toothpaste, too. Right? So, but that's a loophole. Oh, how about this one? Shacking. Y'all know what shacking is? You still call it shacking? Yeah. That's a loophole, right? What's it a loophole from? Yeah. Well, ain't no, ain't, ain't no piece of paper going <laughs> I could. I was trying to go in character, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, right? But 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 I was actually gonna go into my character because that's what I said, you know, when I was shacking. I was like, man, ain't no. I can't even do it because it's stupid. All right, but but I was like, ain't no. I'm gonna try to at least make the statement without laughing. But ain't no piece of paper gonna determine if we're married. You know, what's the, what's the paper? What's the piece of paper? It's just like we married. But see, the trip is, I've been single, I've been shacking, and I've been married. I am married. There ain't nothing like marriage. You can't simulate that. But the person shacking don't know because they've never been married. There's something about that seal of covenant. It just does something. But again, relationship boot camp, we'll be talking about that come Sunday, right? Right? But that's a loophole, too, that Pastor Mel was talking about. And, and Minister James said this at the end of the last uh, last week's service, he said, don't cut no side deals. He said, the loopholes are cutting side deals, right? <laughs> right? He said, don't, he said, don't cut no side deals. And so we were talking about how, um, how we, we started talking about understanding and getting an understanding. And Rhonda said this. She said, well, she gave a, def- she gave a definition. So she said, understanding, the ability to translate meaning from the facts. And so I think when you translate meaning from the facts, you leave loopholes. You know, you deal with reality, right? Does that make sense? Well, but, but when you really don't want to know the facts, you don't want to understand, you want to stay what? In the loophole, right? What? What? Oh, you wanted me to be there at 9 o'clock. Man, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. What? Are we announced that? Venetia, you announced that? Was that on Sunday? I mean, I, 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 I might have been distracted. I don't know what was going on. My bad. I would have been there. But, you know, I, you announced it? Like, like, what time did you announce it? <laughs> Venetia said, the same time. At the end of service, like all the other announcements. <laughs> Somebody said something to me. I said, well, actually, it was on the announcements. I said, it's on the website. It's actually, I said, they posted it on Facebook. I said, wait, wait, I said, what you want? It's in band now. Come on now. Come on. Come on, people now. <laughs> right? Um, so, but it's like, I don't want to understand. And so, uh, our wonderful sister here, Venetia, came up to the mic, and she started walking through the reality, because, you know, Venetia was a high-level chess player. Did y'all know that? Some of y'all says, I, I was wondering why she operated that way, right? Just like the salespeople keep trying to sell, sell you, 
You know the sales, sales people around here? They always trying to sell something. Actually, Venetia actually was in sales too. So she was in sales and she, she, I'm talking about a high level chess player, right? And so she was talking about the different ways of operating in chess. And so I summed up everything she said as the loser in chess is the one that's reacting, right? In other words, person make a move, you go, oh, oh, oh. They almost got me, Lou, they almost got me. Then they make another move, oh, oh, oh. And you know, now the whole time you, oh, oh. Like, if I'm on the other end of the board, you fall right into my trap, <laughs> right? See, because I'm not reacting. See, I, I'm anticipating. See, you thought you reacted, but I only gave you that move. You actually thought it was your move. <laughs> it was yours. I'm doing what I want to do. Right? Because that's how we live, right? Hey, 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 I'm doing me. See, you actually think it's your move. But the, but the adversary playing chess with you. That's the only move you can make. What you thought you had, it was your choice. See, that, that, that's the whole thing with chess. I, I'm, I'm making you make moves, but you think I'm not. And when you're attacking me, I'm making you think I'm under attack. So you thought that was a retreat? No, 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 no. That was, come on, come over here. <laughs> no, 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 keep on coming. Man, you got me again. Oh, keep on coming. Oh, man, you got me again. Checkmate. <laughs> right? You see, so, so she was talking about that. But see, when you live in the loopholes, see, you, you're just playing chess. You're gaming. Like, you're not, you're not dealing with reality, Right? So living in the loophole is what we call selective ignorance, right? Living in the loophole is what we call selective ignorance. Now, the interesting thing about this selective ignorance is it looks like you didn't know. The information was there all around you, right? But it looks like you didn't know what? Selective ignorance had to, had a, you know, what, what? Seriously? No, no, see, you don't understand. I didn't know. See, the reason why, you know, selective ignorance, I think it's kind of a, a smooth line. Because we know. Yeah, how, how come we, we the, the, the things that we fear, the things that we're afraid of, we want to look back, we're totally aware of those things, even when we, we shouldn't be. Uh, so I, I'm going to use her. She's no longer living. Uh, but my mom. So my mom was diagnosed with uh, paranoid schizophrenia. And so, so you got to realize I'm a truth guy. I, de I, I deal with reality. So sometimes we're go, we, we going to go at it because I'm a reality person. But we, we had a good relationship. But sometimes I had patience when she was saying stuff that wasn't the truth. And sometimes like, mom, that person, they've they been dead. For real, baby. Right? But the interesting thing is, you would think if somebody's diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, that means they're not fully aware of reality, right? So, so we go out to the store. We're in the store, and uh, my mom says uh, to my sister, she says, uh, 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 could we go purchase, I don't know what it was. It could have been socks for $5, right? And so my sister's like, how do you know socks even cost $5? It was announced my sister wasn't listening, but my mom was. 
right? So that means she had to be what? Paying attention, <laughs> right? And she would do stuff like that all the time. Like, you, you know, uh, I bring somebody around, she'd be like, uh, she's like, uh, so how is such and such doing? Like, I didn't even know you even noticed they was in the room. She's breaking out. You remember the person you brought the other day, right? But there was times when I had to, I shared stuff with her that was stretching. My mom didn't know what I was talking about. What? Like, you know, it was kind of like, at that time, selective ignorance, right? Because it just because just it was uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and, when, and when, I, when we first started to establish a relationship when she was in that flow, you know, I had to grow in being a little more tactful and sensitive. Because, you know, I, I would deal with the truth at every level with everybody. And, and so, sometimes you have to be a lot, you have to operate more wisdom. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I had to grow up and she had to grow in some areas too. Right? So this, this selective ignorance. Let's look here at 2 Corinthians. And yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, verse 11, it says, lest Satan should get advantage of us, right? I mean, we talked about that chess game, right? Right, it says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Ignorant of his devices. So that means, you know, as we've learned in, at this church, we're walking circumspectly, right? Um, because ignorance is a path to a loophole. Ignorance is a path to a loophole. I repeat. Ignorance is a path to a loophole. Scripture tells us in Ephesians 4, it says, don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, right? Right? Don't be tossed all over the place. See, so I'm locking in on God's doctrine because it's profitable what? You know, the word is profitable for what? Doctrine for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness, right? Right? And so, 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 so I'm playing off of the Bible, right? Because if I don't, I might kind of get tossed to and fro into stuff like, I can do it in modesty, right? See, that's selective ignorance, because that is, the Bible doesn't say that, right? But see, I'm just, what? I didn't know, I couldn't, I thought I could just, as long as I did it in moderation, it was okay, right? Right? I didn't know, the Bible doesn't say that, does it? Now, when you're looking for your loophole, you try to find scriptures, right? When you're hit with the truth, you don't know scripture. Now, which one is it? <laughs> we got a lot of scriptures to try to find a way out. Well, well, Jesus turned the water into wine. You found that scripture quick. How come we skip all the scriptures about, uh, didn't we read it the other day in Proverbs? No, just the, just this just this week, right? About uh, uh, who's the person that's raging, right? Wasn't that this week? Who's the person that's raging and quarreling and going through stuff? It says the person that that sits long with wine, right? Is look, looking at the red wine. Yeah, y'all know what we're talking about. See, see, see. Now selective ignorance, right? We don't remember that. That was just it. Wasn't that? Hold on, wait a minute. Today's Wednesday. So it was either Monday or Tuesday. Like, so it wasn't like last week. Y'all remember that? How about this? You remember this part? The person 
in a stupor, falls to sleep, wake up and says, hey, I'm going to go get some more to drink. You remember that? Oh, it was yesterday. See that? How we skip that? Like, like how do we quickly go to, well, Jesus turned the water into wine. Now, we ain't even talking about turning the water into wine. Right? But you understand how we, we well, well, I don't understand. Like, like, we ask questions. I was thinking about this while I was driving, so I'm going to say it. We ask questions. Like, so the Bible says something, and we feel a little conviction, right? And we ask the question, but what about this situation over here? So it might be a situation in the Bible. Okay, you know what the answer to what about the situation over there is? Go find out. You just read a scripture with God. Who, who said it today? Somebody said, uh, Z called the, uh, the uh, Proverbs commandments, right? They, they, uh, yeah, she called them. I mean, it's really giving you uh, wisdom and instruction, but she called them commandments. But it's in the Word. So once you read it, right, right, the Bible is saying it, right? Why are we saying, but what about this over here? Soon as I read what God says, my thought would be, well, I know what God is saying. As Trina said, see, I'll be listening. Trina said, hey, this is our opportunity to rightly divide the word, to go study. You don't have to ask any questions. It's challenging you to go deeper. Deeper, <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? Because all I know is this is what God says, and God is not a man that he should lie. So that means I got to find out how this correlates, as opposed to asking the question like, well, that can't be right, because what about this over here? Looking for a loophole, right? Looking, hey, look, Trina should have never said it, because I'm going to repeat it over and over. But Trina said, we should go study. This is an opportunity for us to find out what we don't know, Right? That's what Trina told us. Trina Bailey, she's sitting in the back, y'all. All right? Right? That's an opportunity, right? So, in the calls in the morning, I'm going to blame Trina, but I'm going to say, wait a minute, wait. Trina said we should be going to study. Did you study that before you asked the question? Did you Google that? Did you Google and everything else? Okay, all right, all right. That's, all right. <laughs> that was sarcastic. I was going to say that, but I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Mel said, sure, that was sarcastic. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness. Pastor Mel already going to prove it. You weren't going to say that. See, See, again, we say, I didn't know. But but my question is, again, did we want to know? See, I I didn't know means I've exhausted all the possibilities of knowing, and I didn't know. But I didn't know, and I wasn't trying to find out, <laughs> did we really want to know? Or was we looking for a loophole? See, <laughs> see this, this, this loophole place, it's, it, it's where we don't just have excuses. We look for and find excuses. See, when we're living in a loophole, we don't just have excuses. Because that's not always good, right? Uh, but we look for and find excuses. And and you have to realize an excuse is a request for permission to be relieved of excellence, truth, and character. Excuses is a request for permission to be relieved of excellence, or we could say the responsibility of excellence, truth, and character. I I I need something to get out of this, not something to get into it, right? See, the scripture says we're supposed to know the truth, not run from the truth, right? John 8, 32. 
See, basically, excuses are what we use to gain access to the loophole, right? Excuses are what we use to gain access to the loophole. See, we look for a way out versus a way in. See, see what Pastor Mel was saying, I was, just, I was thinking how this whole society is, is, is like a way out. Like everything has been set up for a loophole. You know, so we don't have to, like, like uh, microwave, like, like how can I get, okay, so let's say you, you know you can go online, you can get a degree and know nothing. You know that, right? All right, so I got a few yeps, but you know that, right? I'm not saying you can go online, get a degree, and learn a lot. You know, it just depends on your investment. But, but, but you know the kids that are staying home are struggling once they really get out and they have to apply stuff. You know that, right? Because they don't, they're, they're missing the interaction and the application, the layered learning, right? Right? So, so it's kind of like you just quickly answer some information and got by, but you're missing some other stuff. You know that, right? Right? So, so, so but, but it's been set up for you to skip the very things that create the reality and the realness of having an in-depth understanding of how to navigate. Like even ministry, people try to skip through to, the, to, to whatever level they want to get to, and then they spend so much time hiding what they don't know. When you could have just took your time and you could be in a place where you actually know what you're doing. Your character is ready to handle it. You're operating in excellence, right? See, <laughs> we've been making excuses when we should be making changes. See, think about this. See, see, see once we get in this loophole, we've just been making excuses when we should just be making ex- ex- changes. And the excuses are like they reflex. Like before you realize they reflex, it'll put you in a position where you'll lie. Now, 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 do you realize? Nah, 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 nah. That's, I don't care to do that. Do you really, did you hear what you just said? <laughs> no, you didn't think it through because you're trying to get out of something, not get into something, right? And, and, and I watched this, and I've really been seeing this. Again, now I'm about to say this. Go to work, uh, achieve your goals, get your riches, do whatever you want to do. So that's my, that's my, that's my disc- disclaimer, right? Now I'm going to say this. I watched this. This culture is using money as a loophole to excuse us from obedience, righteousness, and morality. See, see if you think about it, if somebody has a, 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 an exorbitant amount of money, they almost get a pass. Like, like we'll, we'll be in the kingdom and go, yeah, but look at such and such, they got money. So, like, that excuses us from righteousness, obedience, and morality. Like, it's okay as long as you got money. People are losing their lives and got millions and billions of dollars. Like, we're not, we talked, we talked about that this week too, right? The, don't, don't fret. Uh, for, for the person that's prospering or what was it? Don't be envious of, of the evildoer, right? What was that, this morning? Or, yeah, right? Right, but, I, but I, was, I was watching it. See, our loophole has been the teaching. Money says it's okay. 
Why aren't you obedient? Money says it's okay. Why aren't you consistent? Money says it's okay. Why aren't you coming to church? Money says it's okay. But, but we were reading something. We were reading about Moses, and, 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 and I, I thought about this. Moses, oh, oh look, remember now, so, so I shared this. Moses was a baby, put in a basket, sent down the water, and ended up taken out of the water by, uh, well, his mother, his, 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 the sister was following and, and brought the mother in to take care of him. But basically, Pharaoh's uh, daughter took him in, right? Now, so he's still, he's a baby, so he's still not at the place of consciousness yet, right? Like totally, totally aware of his environment. By the time he becomes aware, all he knows is he's rich. Right? Like he's wealthy. Moses leaves money for purpose. But if money's so fulfilling, why was it so easy for him to leave? Right? Look at this. Look at this. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. A little audible here, but Hebrews 11. I just want you to see how the Bible describes his, 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 how he looked at it. Where am I at? Okay. So Hebrews 10, so that's not going to help us. All right. Verse 25. It says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of God of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Right? It says, by faith he forsook Egypt. So look, 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 see, and me and my wife will tell you because we counsel so many different people at so many different levels and so many different places, people don't even realize, people can't even see what they have when they're, when they're in heartache when their heart's broken, when they're unhappy, when they're not fulfilling purpose. Like, it all just gets old. You know, it doesn't have the same bite, right? And so, so, so again, that, that, that loophole that money says is okay has been still in fulfillment. Like, people will stop fulfillment if they, they got a decent job. <laughs> like, just, just stop pursuing God. Because they make six figures, right? So, so we got, we, again, this, the reason why God has us talking about this is, is God's trying to move us out of just falling into, you know, we, we were talking about being not conformed to the world, falling into just slipping into the loophole, right? Because when we operate in, in the loophole, we operate in shifting reality. We just keep shifting the reality to suit the compromise at the moment, right? And, uh, and the interesting thing is, before we start talking about this shift in reality, we talked about the excuses and how it puts us in loophole. Remember, Moses tried. He tried to, to operate in the loophole, remember? He was like, yeah, but, 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 but I can't speak. Uh, but, man, I'm not in a... It's got to be a way out, Right? But remember, as we were talking, that was him, like, that's the immature Moses. Before he matured in understanding, like, this is God we're talking about, right? And, but remember, Jeremiah did the same thing. He says, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1. 
Jeremiah chapter 1. So, so I, I, I think sometimes we're in good company when, we, when initially when we're running up, up on the things of God, uh, our initial response could be overwhelmed and we might be looking for excuses. But the, the title of the message is Living in a Loophole. It didn't say you at one time was tempted to operate in a loophole. It's talking about living there as a lifestyle. And so sometimes we look at some of these men of God and don't understand. Like we're about to read Jeremiah. It's like a few verses. It's not the whole chapter. <laughs> right? You read the story of Moses. How many verses was it where Moses was talking about how he couldn't speak? Compare that to all of what Moses did in obedience. But we want to focus in on, yeah, see, me and Moses, like, we like boys. I understand, you know, Moses, you know, Moses, hey, he kind of was looking for loopholes. I'm looking for loopholes too. Yeah, I've been looking, but the person saying, I've been looking for loopholes too, been doing it for the last 15 years. Moses did it for all of 15 minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're trying to, like, merge the life. You know, no, it doesn't work that way. Let's look at Jeremiah here. Jeremiah tried to operate in a loophole too. Um, we'll start here at verse 4. The word of the Lord came unto me. This is Jeremiah talking, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained, and I, and I ordained thee a prophet unto nations. Know who you are before you got in the womb, right? Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. And he already told him, I've designed you for something. It's who you are. Somebody was talking about uh, this, and it might have been Pastor Mel this morning about the whole I am. Uh, there was Isaac. Isaac was talking about God is love. It's not uh, a characteristic or, or an adjective or something he operates in. A, he doesn't decide to love. He is love. We decide to love, but it's who he is. He, he can't do nothing else. It's like us breathing. Love exudes out of him. So this same God told Jeremiah who he is. See, see, Jeremiah's response should be, I am a prophet. <laughs> or what you say, Venetia? Am I? <laughs> right, right? Like, look, look, selected. <laughs> what? You talking to me? Right? But he told him who he was. He says, but the Lord said unto me, when he says, I cannot speak, the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child. So, you see, look, I am a child. You talked about that this morning, right, Benicia? He says, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in, in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down and to build and to plant. Right? You, if you keep reading through, you don't see a whole lot of Jeremiah talking about I am a child <laughs> and I can't speak. It's just, it's just like, it's just a verse. <laughs> But we'll convert that verse and, and, and create a loophole from it. And it's just a verse. And God's like, that's nice that you think that, but this is who you are. Basically, he's saying, get out of the loophole, right? 
See, see, we got to stop shifting the reality because this is the reality. He's a prophet. He was a prophet before he was birthed. We were designed to be before we were birthed. We're supposed to be going deeper in God to find out what we're purposed to do. There's a lot that we can do, but there's things that we were purposed and designed to do. It's the only thing we're going to be fulfilled at, right? Right? See, changing reality is based on compromise or defense. I'm trying to defend my position. Or I'm trying to compromise. Uh, I'm not trying to commit. And, and Pastor Mel said this. She said, we need to pay attention to how we've been manipulating around change. I'm going to repeat that. Pastor Mel said, we need to pay attention to how we've been manipulating around change, looking for loopholes around change, coming up with excuses and justifications. And, and, and I was meditating on this because, you know, of course, we're doing a lot of layers around here in spiritual authority class, which uh, the interesting thing is everybody that comes wish they would have been coming the whole time, <laughs> right? right? And, and I remember when I first taught it, and, and, I, and I think I shared this with you guys maybe like four weeks, four or five weeks ago, uh, a gentleman, you know, he's a, a businessman, actually, uh, uh, he owns, uh, shifted from being sales to owning his own business now. And so, you know, he was, you know, I call him a senior statesman. That's how I call guys that the elder handling their business. I always look up to people that are older. But he came to the spiritual authority class that I taught in Ohio. And he's like, man, how come somebody didn't tell me this a long time ago? Like once he got the full revelation, he's like, man, all this time. So he got the book, meditated on the book. So I don't know if he watched the broadcast or something. But he was in a situation, and he thought about the, the spiritual authority class. So he, he, he uh, sent me a text. I was, I was on a bike on a Sunday morning, on this particular Sunday morning, reading the book Spiritual Authority. <laughs> and so when he sent me the text, so we ended up talking. And he was like, man, I, to this day, I haven't forgotten that class. Now, how does that lock into living in a loophole? See, because loose loopholes cost us spiritual authority. Loopholes cost us spiritual authority. See, we actually, when we're living in a loophole, we're actually figuring out ways to avoid paying our entry fee for spiritual authority. When we figure out, when we're uh, operating the loophole, we're actually figuring out ways to avoid paying our entry fee for spiritual authority. See, our entry fee for spiritual authority is called obedience, right? Facilitated by active submission. <laughs> obedience facilitated by active submission. And, and I shared this uh, a little bit last week. You know, I was sharing with somebody in, in our position, like we can position you, but we can't give you authority. So we can put you in position, we can't give you authority. Authority comes from God, and it's through your obedience. So, I, you know, you can pass every test, get into whatever the position is, and wonder why nobody's listening. <laughs> and nobody's listening, nobody trusts you because you ain't obedient. You're not submitting to authority. See, so I can give you the position, but I can't give you the authority. See, that comes from God, and that comes to, from your obedience with God. So, that, you know, the thing is you can't hustle authority. 
So there's no loophole that's going to get you spiritual authority. This is what's going on in the kingdom right now. You got a lot of people with titles and positions, but very few people walking in spiritual authority. They can't bind and loose nothing if it saved their life. They, they can talk about scripture, but as soon as they get into a serious situation where they need healing, well, you know, God may heal you, he might not. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not touching that because that's going to take faith. I, I don't use faith. I just, I'm a very good speaker. I, that's how I've been getting over for the longest. I'm not talking about me. That's what people do. And see, and we've come to a point in the body of Christ, we ain't even looking for authority. We're just looking for eloquence or sensationalism. We're looking for entertainment. person can be not, walking in not a bit of anointing, but we ain't looking for anointing. We're just looking to feel good in the moment. We're looking for somebody to justify our loophole. As soon as that person go, hey, man, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Dave, David killed somebody, made the person go on the front line, they got killed, but they'll, they'll change it a little bit. You know, Paul was a murderer, you know, like he was actually standing there with the person's coat as the person was getting killed too. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as they get, they get the lines, you go, see, you know, see, I can feel this, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, that's what I've been saying, nobody's perfect. See, see, that's what I'm saying, you know, people try to put all these pressures on. Nobody's trying to put pressure on you. We're trying to give you what it takes to operate spiritual authority and put you in a position where you realize you can't do it without God. That can't none of us do it. So no one's putting pressure on you to do anything. I mean, as far as it, with your own might. Yes, maybe to yield to the Almighty God, present yourself as a living sacrifice. That's the least we can do. Yes, that's it. But we want to listen to somebody telling us we don't even have to do that. Once we are, we're, we're excited about that person that's telling us we're okay being exactly where we are and not changing, we're saying get ready to get beat down because I have no authority. Every time we, ooh, thank you. Thank you for telling me I'm okay just, just where I'm at. See, that's all I need people to understand where I'm at. For the last 10 years, people have been understanding where you're at. When are you going to understand you need to get out of there? Okay. All right. Calm down. What'd you say? She said that went over well. <laughs> right, because so, we can't hustle authority, right? See, manipulating grace ain't going to get us authority. Grace is a tool that God has afforded, but we can't manipulate it. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, not grace. So grace is something that God is, is, is gives us that we don't earn, helps us over the hump, but we ain't supposed to stop and, 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 and rest there. You know, see, see, this authority, there's a cost for it. There's a price to pay. There's a test to pass. You know, I heard uh, Minister James say this on Sunday. He said, we will be removed from an opportunity because we have not been tested. He says, so, so, so there's opportunities, but we're going to be removed because we ain't been tested. We haven't even shown up for the test. Because he, he was saying, he said, how can you be chosen? You haven't been seen. See, we running around, because I think about this, you know, because, you know, we got grandchildren, we got family. And I think about the people that I've been around that's constantly running, 
not understanding that your life don't stop at the year you want to be comfortable. You're going to continue to get older. And when you just shut off your future and pretend it's not, and pretend it's not coming, you ain't going to be ready when it comes. You can play now. I know people check out of school. I man, forget school. I don't need school. I ain't going to school. And, you know, I'll just get a job. Well, that job is cool when you're in high school and you're making that $50 a week. That's cool. But then as you start to mature, you realize, I need more money to get away from these parents always telling me what to do. Now you realize, I'm working on the people that ain't smarter than me. Well, because I didn't go to school and they did, and they got a degree, they telling me what to do. Man, I should have went to school. Like, like we don't understand. Like, we're, we're not, we, we, we're trying to operate in a loophole, a loophole and it's, it's affecting our lives. And as James said, we're, we're not going to get opportunities because we haven't been tested. I know as we grow, like, we just can't put people in, in certain positions. There's positions here we're looking for people, but we just can't put anybody in the position. We're going to hurt them and the ministry because they're not, they're not even trying to prepare for anything outside of their convenience. So you put that person in a position, all they're going to be thinking about is their convenience at the expense of the kingdom. You see what I'm saying? Like, we can't do that. And listen, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, I'll say it. Now you can see if it applies to you. We, we can't put lazy people in in certain positions in the kingdom. you lazy. You know what your loophole is? Lazy. And, but, but you don't, you act upright like you're not lazy. Like you're sitting there going, I don't understand why people won't have me doing this. Because you're lazy. You're used to not being on time. It's just, it's just how you flow. You're used to not getting up. You, no, I'm not going to take care of that. You don't operate in excellence as a default. So you don't care about yourself. You definitely don't care about God's people. You already showing how you care about yourself, how you operate every day. I didn't say no names, did I? And I wasn't being sarcastic on that one. Right? See, promotion in the kingdom is based on sanctification more than education. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't set yourself apart, which takes a level of discipline, we have a discipline teaching coming up too, <laughs> right? Right? Like you, you, you cheating yourself. See, we're looking for a loophole. There is no loophole for sanctification. Sanctification is what? Sanctification. <laughs> right? Like there's no like. Would you take this? I mean, I know it's not sanctification. Sanctify, sanctify, sanct, sanctification. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, Lord. Like you. We're talking about sanctification. We're talking about sanctification. Come on, sanctification. Man, we're talking about sanctification, man. Who needs sanctification, man? Come on, man. How many people sanctify? sanctified? <laughs> right? That's how. <laughs> the fellas know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fellas know what I'm talking about, right? Some of the ladies do too. It was just an uh, athlete. It was like, we talking about practice, man? Practice? <laughs> we talking, talking about sanctification? See, see, promotion in the kingdom is, is based on sanctification more than education, right? 
it's definitely not granted for, through manipulation. You ain't getting promotion through manipulation in the kingdom. You know what manipulation is, right? Loopholes. Like you, okay, so, so let's say I'm lying to my mom or dad, right? Do you honestly think you're getting away with that? This is, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, we're so, we're, remember I told you the little boy that was standing in front of a plant and he was like, stand like we ain't see him. And the parents was like, speak, speak. And he was looking, but he was looking like we did not see him. Because he had his eyes closed looking at the plant. They don't see me. They don't see me. That's what people doing when they're out here lying and, and deceit. Like nobody sees you. Like parents ain't been your age. Like nobody sees Like God don't even see it. It's dumb, man. That's dumb. I can't think of a nicer word. I was thinking about the, uh, I don't know, if Kiana, uh, Tiana came up or one of y'all came up. It really hit me hard. Because I was thinking living in a loophole was living a rigged life. So, so it was it you came up and was talking about the the Jenga game? Who? But who came up? She talked about it, right? Yeah. But 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 it, it was y'all used the Jenga game and said people were living a rigged life, and they, they was like pulling out the different uh, pieces of the Jenga, and you know like after a while things get kind of what. Things kind of get kind of shaky, right? You can almost, if somebody slapped the table, the whole, the whole thing off all that, right? You mean to tell me one little shaking in your life is going, everything going to crumble? Because you're living a rigged life. It's loopholes. Loopholes. You don't have that thing secure. Like, like it's not built on the rock. Man, that thing's been built on sand. One little slip up. You're going down. <laughs> right? <laughs> see, see, see. Uh, Proverbs 19, 2 and 3. Proverbs 19, 2 and 3. Uh, this is the easy read version. It says, being excited about something is not enough. You must also know what you are doing. It says, don't rush into something or you might do it wrong. People ruin their lives with the foolish things they do, and then they blame the Lord for it. Look, it just says, just being excited about something is not enough. You got to know what you're doing. Yeah, when I was young and I, and I was infatuated, I was excited about the relationship. But I didn't know what I was doing. That's why I got my behind hurt. But guess what? I made one choice and I ended up getting hurt. Then I ended up hurting many people because I made one choice. Didn't know what I was doing, but I was excited. Can't nobody, see, they don't understand. I'm in love. I don't know nothing about love. I just feel something, right? See, there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are ways of death. The ways that seem right, these loopholes seem right, but they, 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 they cost in us. It's Proverbs 14.2. Uh, Proverbs 16.2 says, all the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but, but the Lord weighs the spirits. See, the person living in a loophole, you know what they're doing? They're winging it. They're winging it. Straight freelance. Instead of walking circumspectly, they're just winging it. 
right? Not even, not really paying attention. <laughs> she did. I, I did that before. I did this. Just winging it, right? No, I mean, just, just, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, because I winged it for a long time when I was younger. And, man, it was just such a stressful life, you know, because there was always things that, that could pop up to surprise me to create stress. You know why? Because I'm winging it. I'm not, I'm, see, the person winging it playing chess, they, they getting destroyed. Because they winging it. They just making moves. <laughs> I've played people. They're just making moves. I'm like, matter of fact, I had mercy. I was like, do you sure you want to do that? <laughs> like, I'm asking them, like, you sure you want to do that? Because if you do that, game is over. They're probably wondering, well, how do you know the game is over? Because you winging it. If you wasn't winging it, you see, you just opened me up to take everything. Right? Right? And that's, what, that's what's happening. You can't, like when you play chess, actually, when you play chess or checkers, you can't wing it. If you winging it in checkers, you're going to lose. Matter of fact, you may lose within three moves playing checkers if you winging it. You don't even know. Cause, but people think checkers is, oh, <laughs> it's making moves. While you making moves, I'm setting you up to jump all your men. <laughs> take, take everything. Right? But every, everything that we do should be more intentional. We can't just be winging it. Right? You know, the scripture says, uh, it tells us that we need to be playing by the rules. Play off of boundaries. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.5. I'm going to let y'all read that. 1 Corinthians 3.11. Just for the sake of time. Uh, the Bible says in, in Romans 10.3 that they establish their own righteousness. See, they created their own loopholes. <laughs> they created their own loopholes. See, and, and people have been doing it for years. They've been established their own righteousness. Uh, Pastor Mel, when she teaches on evangelism, she always say, you know, she used the line people say, well, my God would understand. Well, my God. She says, okay, maybe your God would understand, but will the God understand, <laughs> right? But when we establish our own righteousness, we create our own God. And we establish how our God will look at it, will look at things, and what's okay for our God. Then we, we, we say things like, well, I got my own special relationship with God. Well, we're not talking about your relationship with God. We're talking about God's word. Obviously, and then you can have your own special relationship, but can we assess if it's good or bad? <laughs> right? And so, so this is the thing. Even... Uh, Romans 1. I'm going to hit Romans 1. I don't know if I'm, I'm teaching on this. I'm going to just finish these, these last couple of uh, thoughts, okay? Uh, Romans 1. Let's go there. Romans 1 real quick. Again, we're talking about not really living in a loophole, even though the title says living in a loophole. All right? It's getting out of the loopholes in our lives. I think it's just time. Don't you think it's just time for us to move forward in life, to start to build the momentum and elevate, you know, instead of like, Dave, you ever been that place where it's like every time you seem like you, you're gaining ground, it's like you go back, it's like, it's like, you know, and then you start feeling like, yeah, or was it, ilky or what do you call it? What did you say? Icky. You start, because it's like, I woke up, but I'd rather go back to sleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's kind of like nothing to, 
But you know, when you, when you have momentum, you're like, whoa, whoa, what, what are we doing? We got Bible study fellowship, what's going on? Oh, after that, I'm going to hit this. After that, I'm going to do that. Man, God is good. Right? I heard somebody talking about this morning. Man, God is good, man. He's just good. Every time I turn around, right, he keep blessing me. Every time I turn around, something else happens. Boy, man, I just, he's just, he just overtaking me, right? You always have something to look forward to, right? We're going to talk about uh, uh, vision and purpose in um, relationship boot camp. But uh, what did I tell you? Romans 1? I didn't even get there. Running in my mouth. All right, so Romans 1, we'll lock here at verse 20. It says, look, for the invisible things of him, God, from, from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So that what? They are without excuse. We're, we're without excuse. God, based on his creation, if we're paying attention, there's no loopholes to the reality of God, the realness of God, the boundaries and the consistency and obedience to God. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their, own, in, in their imaginations. And, the, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now they're clouded. It says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Right? Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And, and, and this is what happens. Like we, we, we don't stay locked in and we look for a loophole to be consistent in our diligence and obedience and to stay in God's face. Right? Because if we're locked in and we're really listening, not going, what? Well, I believe that's what God told me. Was it worth you really finding out if God told you? <laughs> like, I'm not moving without God. Remember, the children of Israel wasn't moving, with, you know, unless God moved. Uh, we were reading this the other day in, um, I don't know, we read it or we referenced it. We referenced Balaam. Uh, Balaam, when uh, uh, they, uh, Balaam was told to... Uh, I don't know. We have so many things around here. I know it came up. But Balaam was told, Balaam was asked to speak over the children of Israel, right? And he was specifically told not to go unless, no, I'm sorry. Balaam initially was told not to go unless he was asked, right? Well, they didn't ask him. He just, he just jumped on, he jumped to conclusions, got on his horse and went anyway. So, God had to use a donkey, something that was dumb and foolish for him to realize he was being disobedient. The Bible says God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God will use something dumb and foolish to wake us up. Right? Dumb and foolish to wake us up. See, see, I, I watch how people, they, the way they find the loopholes is weird. The Bible say uh, not to drink Jack Daniels. Is Jack Daniels in the Bible? So how are you going to tell me not to drink Jack Daniels? <laughs> See, that sounds crazy, right? But people actually say stuff like that. But there's nothing in the Bible to tell you to brush your teeth that hasn't stopped you from brushing your teeth. You understand what I'm saying? Like we, we, we're trying to, we're looking for outs. Right? We say stuff like, they're a good person. 
And I'm going to tell you this. Everybody ain't with God. Everybody is not with God. You know, when, 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 Je- when Jesus prayed, he says, there was people he prayed for, and he says, I, didn't pr- I prayed for them, but I didn't pray for them. There was people he did not pray for. And, and you might say, well, that's cold. No, it's not cold. He, he told them ahead of time, you're of your father the devil. So basically saying is, I'm praying for my children. Your father pray for you. <laughs> you do it all the time. You don't treat your children better than you treat other, other people's kids? Your children don't get stuff other people? Like, do you go, go shopping to buy your kids stuff for Christmas and then go to every house on the block and make sure they get Christmas too? You want to make sure your kids taken care of, right? God's making sure his kids taken care of. But we're trying to bring people into the family on our assessment, not God's assessment. And, and I just have to say this, you know, because we make statements like I'm not killing nobody. Come on, man. We know we're wrong. When we're wrong, we know we're wrong. I'm going to repeat that. When we're wrong, we know we're wrong. But it's not about, as me and Pastor Mel have been saying over and over and over again, like around here, it's not about being wrong. It's about recognizing, repenting, and getting the wisdom you need to move forward. That's all it's about. What are we going to do? Beat you up? Get you? Uh, we was we was in um, Indiana uh, this weekend, and uh, so so the guy had a picture with a bunch of paddles because he plays fraternity, and so we was talking about the paddles, right? Who we gonna paddle you? No, we're just trying to 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 get things exposed so we can help you, and so <clears throat> let's get out of this loophole because. Even when you get to Revelations, God still is talking about loopholes. He was like, you're not hot or cold. You're lukewarm. I spit you out of my mouth. Loophole people are lukewarm people because they live in a loophole. They live like, like they're not hot or cold. They're just, they're looking for a gray area. And we can't live in a gray area, right? We actually have to commit to the things of God. Right? We have to get out of the loopholes. All right, that's enough for today. I just wanted to challenge us, stretch us, offer some considerations as we uh, grow and get ready for what God has for us. Uh, But James said something. James said, hey, you know, uh, you can't be considered if you're not seen. He said said it a different way, but close. (laughs) Right? And it's, it's so interesting. It's like, when he was saying it, I was, I was so related to it because you can't even be evaluated if you're not seen. And, and, and I'll share this because, uh, and I've shared the story before, but it, it, it really ministered to me when I did the, the uh, Bible study of Ohio State football. And uh, uh, this young man comes in and he's frustrated because he hasn't done well. Actually, he coaches Notre Dame now. He's a young head coach. Like he's... They, they, I don't know how Marcus is. Got to be thirty something. <laughs> but he came in. He said, "Man, man, I had a terrible day." I was like, "Oh, good." He's like, "What do you mean, good?" I said, "How else are they gonna know how you gonna handle 105,000 people? Like, they can't bust 105,000 people in the on the practice field. The practice field didn't even fit 105,000 people. So what they do is they keep pressure on those guys, keep pressure. But suppose the person don't show up to practice." 
right? Suppose you don't get to see them make a mistake. Then you don't know how they will handle it, right? All of the, I watched, when I watched that environment, they kept putting them in situations to see how they would handle the big stage. Because it ain't just 105,000 people watching them people. It's millions all over the world watching. So when you make a mistake, everybody sees it. If you cost the champ, college football is uh, it's a little different now they have a playoff. But back then, you could make one mistake. Y'all could lose one game. You could lose the entire national championship. And you, lost, you, only, you only lost one game the whole year. And you lost the one game because the person made one mistake. I have a friend right now. He, he played, uh, he played, he won the Super Bowl. But after he won the Super Bowl, the, the town never forgave him because the Denver Broncos was about to have an undefeated season. You know, one, only one other team had an undefeated season, that's Miami Dolphins. One play, seconds left, the pass was thrown. The pass was almost out of bounds. The guy's playing almost, almost perfect defense. The ball goes past, and the guy catches the ball. They lose the game on the one play with seconds left. The town never forgave him because they didn't have – they won the Super Bowl that year, but they didn't have an undefeated season. How does somebody live forward? Well, he, he's doing quite well with his life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some people wouldn't be able to handle that. They'll be devastated. There's a player that missed foul shots in the game. Just foul shots. We ain't talking about jump shots, foul shots. Cost them the game. Matter of fact, if he would have made the foul shots, the Bulls wouldn't have six championships. He missed the foul shots. Not only did he miss shots, he never made, he couldn't make shots anymore. Any, like, they, they sent him to a hypnotist. They sent him to all types of stuff. Like, it devastated him. And he was a perfect foul shooter. You said 90%. Devastated him because everybody watched and it cost them a game. But how do you know how somebody's going to handle that stage? They show up for the test. Not looking for, the person looking for loopholes, oh, you don't want this. I'm, I'm, as a leader, I'm telling you, that's, that, that's what I think. I'm like, you don't want this. I'm not mad at you. I'm just like, you don't want this. You don't want this because you're you looking for a way out. You got excuses. You gaming. You hustling. You know, we're looking for people who are looking for a way in. Consistent. Like, oh, I didn't know you. you. Oh, 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 that was this week? Oh, I didn't. I, man, I don't know why I didn't know that was this week. See, see, for me, I've been in that position. It was so important to me. I'm making sure I know everything going on. I know stuff I ain't supposed to know because I'm paying attention. Like, I'm paying attention to everything, like, like stuff that I'm not supposed to pay. Matter of fact, I was in locations that the pastor was in, and I didn't go with him. I showed up and operated as an armor bearer on our own dime. 
I got up early in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. I'm standing in line to make sure he gets good seats. I made sure he gets good seats. One time, they wouldn't let me into a, a certain session, a ministerial session, because I wasn't ordained yet. I got up early in the morning, made sure he had a good seat for the ministerial session. Left, came back and got in line, made sure he had a good seat for the service. I, it was our own dime. I, the, the, I didn't, he didn't bring me down there with him. I got to a point where he brought me in, and, and I got paid to go. But I went for years eating peanut butter and jelly. I didn't have enough money to eat during the week. Just, but but he, he never said, you know, if you're a good armor bearer, you need to be down there. He didn't tell me nothing. I'm paying attention. See, I'm not looking for loopholes. I was looking for a way in. We, we're walking in, the, uh, in our, in our uh, this is a huge church at the time, but we're walking through, and the pastor's talking. He was like, you know, I think some of you guys, man, I think I want some of you guys to go, go to school just for the discipline. You know, and we're just walking through. He ain't had no more conversation about it. That was it. He said, I just think I want to get some schooling just for the discipline. After, after we went through and we finished with him, I went right to my office, called the, the, the school that he was on a board at and see if, to see if I can get in. I was two weeks late. And they was like, well, since your pastor's on the board, we'll, we'll let you in. That's how I went to the first ministry school. See, my, my process is I got hired before I was ordained. I got ordained before I went to school. I'm already ordained. See, I could use that as a loophole. I'm ordained. I'm working full-time ministry. People, go, people in my class was, was in school to get into ministry. But I, didn't, I wasn't looking for loopholes. I was looking for a way in. We need a discipline? Cool. No problem going. Then we started a school six, uh, what, four months later. I could, another loop, I could use a loophole while I'm already in school, so I don't have to go to this school. I went to both. You see what I'm saying? That, that's the, that, it's, it's, people see your story, but they don't see all the, 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 the diligence and the consistency, you know? And that's the thing is like, I mean, I, she, she probably could tell more, but thousands of stories of, it ain't just casually, you, you go into doing what God wants you to do. You can't get around the, the, the test, as James was talking about. So use you, James, just for today. All right, I'm done.